Read it, did to do, and welcome into more important issues. It is Wednesday, February twelfth. Almost happy Valentine's Day. I guess the first the next the first show we'll see before Valentine's Day. So next time we'll be hoping you had a good Valentine's Day. Yeah. Y'all doing? You're not doing anything, are you? I think we're just gonna order pizza and hang out at the house. Oh, nice! The perfect Valentine's Day. Yeah. No hotel room. Nah. <laughs> you don't have like, kids. You don't need a hotel room. Right? Yeah. I feel like I have my own <laughs> Unless hotel. Unless you count the dogs, then you yeah. Need it. <laughs> Maybe we'll go board them. I'm just kidding. That's terrible. <laughs> I would never do that. You'd never board them? No. Never? I don't think I could. Okay. There's some good boarding places around Knoxville. I know. I just I just can't. That, I mean, that's fine. I'm not encouraging you to board your dog. Right. I'm just saying if you wanted to. Yeah. I just don't think I could. That's fair. Because they're, they're like never in like a cage yeah, area no, here. So I, I definitely I feel could. bad anytime I have to crate my dog because right. he's very rarely in a crate. Yep. Pretty much only when he's sick, which he was a little sick this morning. That was... Be thinking about my dog, but also be thinking about me because I had to clean it up. As much as it sucks for him being sick. So you had to board him like at home? Not today. He, went, oh, he was okay. pretty much over it about this <clears throat> okay. But usually he if he's like... He wasn't that sick. Usually if he's like sick for like a full day, two days, a week, I'm going to put him in his crate so I don't have to... Yeah. So it's not all over the house because that's a disaster. Wish that dog don't want it on the carpet. Shut up. I know. It's, it's that dog needs to be boarded. That dog scared the crap out of me getting out of my car. <laughs> so um, about crap my pants. I could crap my pants at any moment because I'm not feeling great. So I could have almost like really close. Oh, you got Corona, huh? Got coronavirus. <clears throat> yeah. That's what that's what you get for eating the bat suit. Eating the bat suit? Yeah. Apparently it's that's a, how, know, it's the that's chicken. How... They say it's the chicken of the cave. <laughs> yeah. That's what the Chinese people thought too. Yeah. yeah. I mean that's that's what they say. Chicken of the cave. Ugh. If you haven't seen Anchorman too, you need to. It's phenomenal. I saw movie. a uh, video speaking of Only eating like bats. Anchorman, I, uh, I saw a video of a girl eating like she froze lizards. And boiled them and, like, ate them. That sounds good. I'm just kidding. That it was disgusting. Terrible. I'm way too picky of an eater for any of that to ever yeah. sound good. No. Because I feel like, in fairness, it probably sounds a lot like frog. Yeah, apparently frog legs are good. That's what I'm saying. I, I, just, I just don't I, know. I, I, I would never personally no. do them, but I mean, if it's fried, I guess it looks more appealing. Nope. Maybe it has some breading. I've, I've seen them. Nope. Oh, <laughs> not not, I don't know. I don't think I've not ever person, seen them. Not in person. I've seen pictures. Okay. And they're not appealing to gotcha. me, at least. I, again, I'm a picky eater, so... Uh, tangent. We're already off on a tangent. I love when we start on a tangent. We're just, yeah, we're we're tangent just going. Go on. We've got a good show though for you guys. We're talking about some co- coaching staff changes. Jeremy Pruitt did not allow the uh, the coaching search mayhem to really get going. That was pretty disappointing. But we are going to talk about some of the changes that occurred. We've got some recruiting news. Uh, Atlanta's got the victory cap. We are talking about the win over Arkansas. Uh, we'll preview the South Carolina game this Saturday. Uh, that's the second of a two game series. Hopefully. Get, get both wins out of that one. Uh, we are going to talk about some SEC basketball. Almost a wild night in SEC basketball. Yeah. Missouri coming real close. It's close. Coming real close. And Vanderbilt leading a halftime. By 11, I think. 10 or 11. Um, and then baseball's opening weekend. Opening day is Friday. Yeah. It's Western it's Illinois. It's coming up. Ill- sorry, not Illinois, Cassidy. Illinois. Illinois. Sorry. Is it, is it Western Illinois? Yeah, that's yes, right. Yes, it is. Okay. Right. I was like, now I might be like Western Indiana. I could have. Totally read that wrong. But yes, Western Illinois. Then we got a couple segments for you guys. Before we jump into the show, though, Landon's going to tell you all about our friends at Commercial Bank. Guys, Commercial Bank is your neighborhood bank, and they're a leading financial institution with the services, capabilities, and resources of regional and national banks. Whether it's purchasing a home, saving for your child's future, or planning your next vacation, Commercial Bank is with you every step of the way to navigate life's big decisions. Life made better. Visit cbtn.com to learn more and find a branch near you. Guys, go check out our great friends at Commercial Bank. Head on over to Commercial Bank. It's tax season. Do it. I don't know what that has to do with the bank other than money. I just got my <laughs> return back. Oh, did you? Then yeah. you're going to need a bank to do direct deposit. So there you go. That's- it's already gone. Yeah. Already gone. <laughs> you're not using it for vacation? Paid some bills off. Hmm. So did Jerry Pruitt get a raise? Did I just... I always miss stuff during soccer. Did, did he get a raise? I don't think so. I don't. Did he? I don't know. I don't know. I can tell you right now, he doesn't need one. That's for sure. Right? With. I mean, I know he finished the season strong. Well, with the coaches that are like getting, like, Mel Tucker is making 5.5 in Michigan State. I mean. That's insane. I'm not saying he needs a raise, but if we're like. I'm willing to not match Michigan State, though. I'm very willing not to match him. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but still, like, the fact that Mel Tucker is 
Yeah. I mean, what did he really do at Colorado? Nothing. He did absolutely nothing at Colorado. Yeah. I mean. So, I'm, I'm willing not to meet yeah. that. Like, and then Sam Pittman and Eli Drinkwitz are making that kind of money? That, I didn't realize that. That's stupid. Yeah. That's really that's really dumb. Nope, I'm good. 3.8 maybe even kind of seems like a lot. But, it, like you said, it's matching most of the coach's salary. I'm fine with that. He can stay right there for right now. When it, hey, we talked about when are the Vols back. Get to that SEC championship. Win it preferably, and we'll talk. If you, if you beat Florida, I think you'll talk about it. You beat Florida, you talk. If you win all the games, you should win and, and win if you, one maybe you shouldn't. You probably He probably gets raised next year. Let's, let's see how that – I can tell you right now, he doesn't deserve a raise per se right now. But we can talk about the raise. If he beats Florida, beats who he's supposed to beat, and then I guess Florida's probably that game you're not supposed to win. So if he beats who he's supposed to beat and beats Florida, we'll talk. Okay. That also puts you in the driver's seat of the East. So you're probably in that SEC championship game. Yeah, depending on what be, Georgia. Right, but if yeah. you beat everybody you're supposed to beat and beat Florida, you, especially looking at how Georgia fell apart this year, you should be there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, again, like you said, it, does, it will depend on what Georgia does. So, um, But coaching staff changes. Talked about how Jeremy Pruitt moved very quickly. Uh, the guys who are out, Chris Rump, he was the, uh, he was outside linebacker. He's head to the NFL. <laughs> and then Tracy Rocker is going to uh, South Carolina, which is kind of a weird move. Um, his contract did expire. We kind of assumed if – which I guess it happened the week the weekend after signing day. But if it didn't happen, like, so yeah, I guess that's what we expected. Yeah, I knew it. Would, we knew. I, it would I happen. thought I thought he would retire, but I guess he just wanted some more money. I think that he's going to get like a two or three year deal. Um, I mean, with Tracy Rocker, the thing is, he just couldn't recruit. Yeah, there were a couple. And if a couple he missed if, out on, if you can't recruit Jeremy Pruitt, it's no secret that Jeremy Pruitt's not going to have you on staff. Right, and, and it wasn't it wasn't ideal, but. With his contract expiring, um, I mean, it's not like he made a lateral move, per se, to South Carolina. It's kind of like he just was able to maintain his – like, I don't see it as, like, a lateral move in terms of he, – he didn't leave Tennessee on his own. Like, he didn't have money on the table. No. So, he could have wanted to leave. That may be fair. But it also worked out to where Tennessee didn't necessarily – Tennessee probably wasn't willing to pay him more either. So, uh, I think it was going to be an off-the-field role if he was going to stay gotcha. in Tennessee. Well, yeah, I mean – it's obvious Tennessee, if they were going to keep him, it was for the same amount of money. He wasn't getting a raise. Um, and maybe even a less, you know, if it's two or three-year deal, maybe at Tennessee he was looking at a one- or two-year deal. Mm-hmm. So this was more attractive to him. And, and um, he, he did a good job developing players, but with this league becoming such a big deal in recruiting, like you, you have to have the best guys to compete for championships. Right. If you're not willing to go out and, and be hungry and recruit, you know, you're not going to be around in the SEC very long. No. Um, mm-hmm. But, I mean, he did do a good job. It seems like the players here really liked him. Right. There you were saw, several people who tweeted about him already. So. Yeah. Darrell Middleton, you know, Emmett Gooden, you know, some of those guys, you know, he did a great job with. He did a great job with uh, Kyle Phillips and Shy Tuttle. Right. Um, in their senior year. So, I mean, if you look at last season going into it, you're like, oh, the defensive line's going to be terrible. They're going to run all over us. But they held their own. And, you know, they became a strength toward the end of the season. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so he, he deserves credit for that, but I, yeah, it was it was all about recruiting, and um, I, I feel like Jeremy Pruitt upgraded in in regards to recruiting with Shelton Felton and uh, Jimmy Brumball. They're younger guys. They're hungrier guys. They're willing to go out on the road and recruit for you. So, and Shelton Felton's already actually been at Tennessee as a quality control, yeah, uh, offensive quality control guy, right? Offensive, yep, and um, or or defensive. He might have been defensive. I don't I know. He was in some sort of yeah. He was in a role at Tennessee yeah. and uh, off the field role. Uh, so so not he wasn't recruiting the last time he was here, um, but he has spent a year at Akron. He was a GA at UTC. I didn't write that down. Is that right? Um, no, he he coached. He coached at UTC. Is yeah. he a GA here? Where was he a GA? I thought I saw he's a GA at some program. I don't remember where related he's a to Tennessee um, or Tennessee, one or the other. Whatever. He he spent quite a bit of time in college football. So yeah, and I think he coached outside linebackers at. UTC, UTC. and okay. they had the number one defense in the Southern Conference. Then. Oh, there you go. And he was he was a coach of the year in the high school ranks, I think at Crisp County in From, Georgia. Yeah. So, I mean, a guy can coach, obviously. Right. Well, and I, I think he did a good – he obviously impressed Pruitt enough for Pruitt to bring him back. Yeah, because, I mean, I don't know what we knew about Chris Rumpf leaving. I don't know if that was something we knew was in the works. Uh, this is – I mean – the NFL is, isn't like college where you you would have expected 
it, this would have come, at a, come as a surprise in college football for Coach Levin. I think he did interview with the Giants. Okay, so um, it was kind. Of, it was pretty expected. That's right. He, yeah. Well, as soon as as soon as it was announced that they were leaving, I mean, we already apparently the guys are already on campus. Right. Right. So I mean, so I th- I feel like Jeremy Pruitt kind of knew this was in the works, and as soon as it was official they were leaving, then he made the moves. Right. I I was just curious about Shelton Felton in terms of did he get that call? You know, was he your number one guy? That yeah. you called after that. It was pretty much what I was asking because he has been on staff with Pruitt. Um, so, and like you said, it was a very, very quick turnaround. So, just kind of curious about that. Again, kind of one of the same thing with uh, Jimmy Brumball. Don't know where he was on that list. It all happened so quick. You would kind of assume he's the number one guy. Um, and coming from Colorado, I, I, I don't know how coaches look at position coaches from, you know, varying on Pac-12 to SEC to Big Ten to AC. I, mean, I have no idea. I would think. SEC with Brumball has some history here. Yep. I would think it's probably a high priority for him to be here. It's easy, probably easy to recruit. Again, it's Colorado, so maybe he not. knows Derek Ansley too. So yeah. that's and I'd say recruiting that. to Colorado is pretty easy too. I don't know, um, pretty campus <laughs> and all that's going on around there. But uh, it can't be hard to get some eighteen-year-olds to, right. to commit to that. Uh, but regardless, I feel confident about those. Uh, at least I feel at least the same amount of confidence as. The previous coaches leaving. Yeah, it's I don't like, feel like we lost. Well, well, Chris Rumpel even he's never stayed like anywhere very long, right? Um, so it was it was a matter of like when he's going to leave, as to oppose of like if he's going to yeah. leave. Um, I don't think we lost a ton of like coaching or or even obviously recruiting talent. So I, I feel like we're just you just kind of replace the guys with probably you know whether they're the same or I don't think they're worse. I don't no. know if they're better. Yeah, I mean, developmental um, tough to, standpoint, you'll probably have to wait and see. But as right. recruiters, I mean, obviously Tracy Rocker really didn't do anything. Yeah. So you upgraded in that regard because these are younger guys. You know, they can relate to those high school kids. Um, Jimmy Brumball's son is, I believe, a freshman tied in at Colorado. Oh. Maybe sophomore tied in. He's young. Okay. So, And their coach just left. So did we pick up another recruit there? I don't know how good he is. Right. But... <laughs> Yeah. Sounds like he'll get a free I, I waiver. I looked at their recruiting. Uh, I wasn't impressed. <laughs> they did get a five-star transfer from Alabama. Oh, there you go. Wow. And Brumball was, was – he, he had a hand recruit? in that. Okay. I guess I mean, he, he was a, he's a defensive lineman. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I'm sure Mel Tucker had a big hand in that as well. But right. at least he was a part of it. Yeah. Um, and So, I think from a standpoint of recruiting, this helps. And that's right. what – it looks like that's what Pruitt's focus is on is recruiting. Love it. It's got to be your focus. Yeah. And, and Jimmy Brumball, he actually developed guys at Kentucky like Bud Dupree. He made him into a first-rounder. I think he recruited and then was with Josh Allen for a year or two. Um, okay. And Zedaria Smith. So, you know, he's he's had some. He's had plenty of talent on the board. Right. Gotcha. And developed some guys into. Because Josh Allen was like a two-star in high school. And yeah, now he was first round pick, right? Not the Josh Allen, but yeah, a Josh Allen, yeah, small hands, Josh Allen, yeah, <laughs> smaller hands, maybe, maybe, maybe. I don't know. We haven't seen that. Does Kentucky's he look good in Josh shorts? Allen? Does he Does, look good in shorts? I don't know. I haven't seen him in shorts. I don't know. They were, uh, they were talking. Do you know Josh Allen almost threw a football? He, he was like four rows short of throwing a football out of Buffalo Stadium. My goodness, like after a touchdown. So, like, from the, let's say the end zone. Yeah, that's, that's insane. Crazy. I mean, I know they don't have the largest stadium, but that's still insane. Yeah, and, and it's it's cold there, too. Totally, <laughs> yeah. so. you got to account for coldness. Yeah, exactly. Because they are thinner, though. In Colorado, <laughs> that thing would have been way out. Oh, yeah, for sure. For sure. Um, I don't have anything else for coaching changes. Uh, don't think we should expect any more. We did pick up, um, I don't know if we talked about it or not, Notre Dame's offense coordinator. Chip Long. on name. Did we talk about Chip Long on Sunday? Or on, yeah, Sunday? I think we mentioned it. Mentioned it. So, he's um, he is on campus, I think. That was official, right? Yeah, he's um, off quality field. control. Yeah. So, I, I think it's it, it seems to work for Alabama having a bunch of being a coaching rehab, per se, with former guys. So, I'm all, I'm all for it until I find out it doesn't work. Right. <laughs> I don't think – I don't see how it could be worse for you. No. So, I like Especially it. off the field. Like, I right. mean, that's – He's not really making maybe, decisions. He's helping you make decisions. Yeah, maybe like you use that as like next year he can be an on the field coach. 
I mean, I think when you you have some turnover there, because you're always going to have turnover. I I feel like when you look at Joe Osevin, I think Pruitt's shown he's willing to move guys from off the field to on the field roles. I I don't know if Chip Long's looking for that. Seems like maybe he's maybe once because he was a coordinator, whereas Joe Osevin came from the um, JUCO rankings, right? So I mean, I think it kind of depends on the position you're in, whether you move from that position. I mean, if you look at Shelton Felton, I know he didn't move from an off the field position here. But he once was in an off-the-field position here and now is. So I think it's obvious that Pruitt will, is willing to move you, but I don't know if that's Chip Long's. Got to earn it. I don't know if that's his trajectory. Yeah. Considering he's already been an offense coordinator at a prominent school. I guess technically a Power 5, but yeah. not a Power 5. <laughs> Got to earn it. Um, recruiting news. We we actually oh. have uh, Drew Hughes actually left to the – uh, director of player oh, yes. personnel, um, he's gone, and, and that was that was one of Pruitt's guys. So, yeah. I mean, I don't really have any names. I, I feel like there's a lot of names out there that you could probably throw out, but um, that was from a recruiting standpoint. That was probably your the hardest hit you took because I mean, Rocker, good lord. <laughs> I mean, the Jay Hardy, the way it played out, did nothing but hurt Rocker, right? But um, I don't know if I can – I'm not willing to blame that on Rocker. To be no, no, you him. can't blame the whole thing on him. But, I mean, right. the fact that he couldn't close in state and uh, – yeah, it just – And apparently it didn't sound like he was hard to Auburn or anything, even after he signed. Right. Yeah, yeah that, no, was, that thing was a mess. It, it definitely strange. doesn't – it definitely doesn't help anybody when it's all said and done. So. Yeah. But, I mean, you're always going to have turnover. Yeah. And the fact that you're able to keep your offensive coordinator, defensive coordinator, head coach, we'll take it. Especially coming off this year, we need all the momentum. Because you get. can get guys that can come in there and, and run that system. Yeah, but yeah. if you're if you're having to replace everybody, then I, I feel like you worry a little bit of how things are going to play out the next. Oh, one hundred percent. Consistency is nice, but if you can keep the core group of guys consistent, then then I think you've got. Then I'm not as worried about turnover because I think what is it five assistants have left now, six if you count the player development. Yeah, um, but you are keeping a core group, so right. Not not. I don't think it's anything to sweat over yet. Um, and, then, and last year was Ansley's first year as a defensive coordinator, so now he's getting his guys in Yeah, here. so it, it is a little – you're only adding consistency there. And right. Cheney as well. So Yep. Recruiting news. Recruiting. Uh, I feel like the big news is Caden Martin finally yep. got the offer. Son of T. Martin um, at, Knox, at Knoxville Catholic. I think he took over in like the third or fourth game. How about T. Martin being listed as the lead recruiter? I like it. It took him this long to offer. That's a little concerning. He <laughs> can't even in-home, offer your own son. Is, is there some off the field in home issues we need to be worried about? That maybe they had to get that Tony Vitello offer out first. Maybe. And then, uh, yeah, maybe that was it. Uh, no, that's. I mean, that. I think everybody knew it was coming. Knew it was inevitable. But yeah, just. I mean, matter but, of actually being. It, it was always officially unofficial. Right. Now it's officially official. I mean, he's got he's got offers from Alabama, Duke, yeah. Kentucky for football. Ole Miss, USC, West Virginia. I knew he had offers from like Ole Miss and like I thought he had some like smaller Power Five schools. I didn't realize like Alabama had offered him. Yeah. Wow. Sark, baby. Sark was <laughs> his primary recruiter. Yeah, I mean that. I, I feel like that's that's huge. I mean, does he play baseball or football? Is the question. I think baseball will determine if he if he gets drafted high out of high school. Yeah. If he gets a big signing bonus out of high school, I imagine he'll just go play baseball. Yeah, probably. But at the same time, but it's thought that he is a better baseball prospect, right? Not, not to take anything away from his football ability, I don't think we've seen really. We haven't even seen a whole season from him, right? So we, I don't know. I mean, I'm, I am curious if you know, depending on what the state of which he'll, he'll just be a junior this year. Yeah, he's still a sophomore right now in school. Maybe depending by the time he graduates, what the state of the quarterback situation is at Tennessee, or I imagine Tennessee's got to be high on his list. Oh yeah, Be, being well, his I, dad. I think he's told some people that he's really thought about coming here and and living on that family legacy, right? And you know, looking at depending on where the baseball program's at, I could certainly see a guy like him doing both. Oh yeah, so with, with a guy like that talented, yeah, at both sports, then you have to you have to give him at least he, the opportunity yeah. to try. The the same with I think kind of like D Beckwith. I think D Beckwith, if anybody, D Beckwith's going to find a way to play both. And then, you know, he may not get to... Or Malachi. Wadman. Malachi Wadman, too, but Beckwith is a freak. He... Wadman's the freak. Oh, Wadman's the freak. I thought Beckwith was Wadman, the freak. Wadman's, Wadman's the four-star the... okay. shooting guard and four-star wide receiver. 
whichever. But I think Wadman. I think Wadman will find a way to do both. Again, I mean, hopefully he won't be with football until after the bowl game. Hopefully, you know, he's with football until January first, but or January seventh, whenever the whenever that football playoff is. is. Yeah. Um, but then after that, you know. I think he'll those guys like the, that find ways to to do both. I mean, you've seen prominent college football quarterbacks do both. Yeah. So it's not look at Kyler impossible. Murray. Look at Kyler Murray. Look at Jameis Winston did it. Um, Patrick Mahomes did Russ, it for a Russell little bit. Russell Wilson did it. Russell like, Wilson, yeah. So I think he'll find a way if if you know if that's where the route he goes. I imagine I you know I imagine he has offers for baseball from from Ole Miss and Duke and oh, yeah. all those. I'm sure he he has them. So. Yep, he threw for 1,200 yards, 11 touchdowns, and nine rushing touchdowns this past season. And like I said, I don't think he played a whole season. I think he came in for – I think Jancic was the quarterback up until a certain point, maybe the third or fourth game. I'm, I'm not – I know Jancic was the quarterback that ended up winning the game for them against uh, Baylor. Yeah. Because uh, he had some – I think was he had some Baylor back cramping. Brentwood. 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 Sorry, Brentwood. Brentwood. Yeah. Baylor, I think they did play Baylor, but I think it was. A, I think they might have played them in the playoffs. Yeah, um, Brentwood, but uh, yeah, I think Martin had some like. I think he was like cramping in his back. Like it wasn't just like leg cramps. I think he had some full body cramps that he was struggling with. So I'm all about the legacy players. Yeah, all about them. It's hard not to offer those guys when they like when they produce the way they do. It's yeah. I mean, even if they like don't necessarily pan out, like. Dylan Bates, I mean, at least at least he didn't go somewhere else and ball out. Right. <laughs> That's good. That's yeah. always positive. So, yeah, we'll see kind of how his recruitment plays out. I mean, it's, it's just cool, like, thinking of him playing for Tennessee, the same position as his dad, I feel like that would be an awesome 30 for 30 one day. <laughs> Hopefully, hopefully we're talking about two, uh, hoisting the both. The them, yeah, hopefully yeah. we're talking about both of the national champions, and hopefully T. Martin will be coaching here in the next couple of years. And I mean, I, I think it. I think all signs point to him being here for a long time. Yeah, but um, you know, hopefully that's the case. And and yeah, I would. I mean, Caden Martin, whoever whoever wants to win a national championship, that'd be it'd be nice to see him do it. And then the year after him is Arch Manning. Where does he go? Crewman's uh, closed right now. Apparently, I love that. I mean, Apparently. he is it, wearing number sixteen. So. It probably is closed. I, they probably are like, why do we? Need, we're going to get every offer we need to. We will our junior year. Why do we need to hear from you now? That's true. Elaine Kiffin's the one who started all that bullcrap, offering when we were like thirteen. Oh yeah, I can't remember who he offered at USC when the kid was like 13, 12. Well, I think Duke basketball does that too because they offered Brawny when he was like in seventh grade or something like that. <laughs> So like you never know how yeah. kids are gonna develop. Right. And grow. I'm trying to remember who Lane Kiffin offered. I'm gonna look it up real quick. I'm sure he's already done it again, so I'm probably not gonna be able to find out right now. Yeah. He's probably he's probably offering a 13 year old as we speak. Probably. So it's kind of weird. I mean, it's it's weird anyway. Oh. But the thing about him in somebody's living room. He offered years. Caden Martin when he was 13 to come to FAU. I told you he's done it again. Get out of here, <laughs> Lane. He offered David Sills. Oh yeah, that's right. I forgot. <laughs> that about wasn't that. who I'm talking about, though. It was someone at USC when he was. Wait, yeah, okay, that was why he's at USC. Because David Seals played uh, quarterback. Yes. And then had something with his arm, and then had to play receiver. I don't think. I think this. There was someone else though. David. He did offer David Seals, but yeah, I think it was someone like right when he got to USC. Oh uh-huh. no. Okay. Okay. So in 2010, David Seals was 13, okay. and he offered him. He offered him. A scholarship until yeah, so that was it. That was who. That was the first thirteen. That's kind of creepy, Lane Kiffin. I'm not gonna lie. Auburn's up sixteen to nothing on Alabama right now. That's hilarious. Alabama's not good. No, uh, I can't. I mean, we weren't. We are not good. In, let's 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 talk about last night. Go ahead, Lane, and put the victory cap on. Put because last night yes, we looked sir. like a completely different team. Completely different. Uh, maybe um, not completely different. We still had eleven turnovers, but fairly different. It was beautiful, man. It, oh, was, it mean, was a complete game. Yeah, like we no, dominated absolutely. from the get go. Yeah, I mean, and it helped that we got we got 16 points from our bench. Yeah, I mean, and not just 16 points. We got rebounds. We got turn or we got steals. We got block from our bench. Yeah, the the notes I kind of had last night was first we shut down the SEC's leading scorer and Mason Jones. Yeah, that 
And we made shots. Devontae Gaines wreaked havoc on him. He yeah. didn't do a lot offensively, which we noted a couple weeks ago when you talked about how well he's just gonna he's gonna get on the floor because he's a good defensive player. It's gravy if he can be a good offensive player. He did score. He had six points last night, which is good from a bench player. Mm-hmm. Good from your really your seventh man. Maybe even you could probably argue with Plovsic your eighth man. If you can get eight six points from your eighth your eighth anywhere from seventh to eighth man, yeah, you're gonna be pretty pleased. But the way he's able to play defensively, if he can continue doing that and learn how to score points, he's gonna he's gonna end up being our sixth man. He's gonna do a lot of good for us down the stretch. Yeah, absolutely. And Rick Barnes talked about it after the game of. You know, he told Kumwa and, and Gaines to not not just this specific game, but he's told them in, in practice just to go out and play hard. Yeah. And that's exactly what they did last night. Devontae Gaines, him taking the charge. Yeah. Um, him getting seven rebounds, three steals, six points. I mean, two, he had two offensive rebounds. <laughs> Dude, he just he was all over the place. He was yeah. all over the place. I do want to talk about that charge, well, charges in general. So I went to the South Doyle Sevier County game on okay. Tuesday night. Mm-hmm. Turns out Sevier County fans don't know what a charge is. Oh, but I'm not surprised. They, I mean, in fairness, in classic Sevier County white ball fashion, white boy ball fashion, they tried to get a charge on every single possession. It was yeah. awesome. I loved it. I was proud. But if like like we would we as in South Doyle would like pull like stop pull up. And, you know, you're going to make contact. And they would call for a charge. I'm like, guys, that's not a charge. Ever. Ever. And then also, I need to talk about how high school needs a shot clock and high school needs uh, a semicircle. Because there were too many times where guys went. I mean, there were like eight charges called in that game. Not all for Sierra County. South Dole got a few. But there were like eight charges called. And probably four of them were at the basket. Just right like, under it? Yeah. And I'm oh like, that's gosh. absurd. Like, that's absurd. Terrible. But at one point. Right at the South, you got to play the basketball. The, the rule, you got to play the rules you're handed. But at one point in the third quarter, Sewer County's sitting in a 2 3 zone, like back in it, no pressure. They're up 10. They're just dribbling out the clock. And I'm like, nope. Love it. Yeah. Play the basketball you're, you're, you're designed. I mean, you're within the rules. Yeah. Because Sewer County wouldn't come out and press them. And like, all their fans are getting mad. They're like, play basketball. And I'm like, tell them to go try to set a trap if they really want to play basketball. Like, right. Don't part just of the game. let them run it Yeah, out. it's part of the game. But uh, I did want to talk about the charge because I feel like Arkansas, if you just stood in front of him, you could have gotten eight charges. Number Who was number 33? I can't remember his name right now. Oh, he was terrible. He Every time he dribbled the basketball, he's out of control. Every single time. He has the ugliest shot known to man. Like the, I, I will never understand why a Division One basketball player has such an ugly shot. Like, how long have you played basketball? He, like, shot it with both hands, but he only followed through with his right. He'd be like... He, he chest passed. Yeah. Like, it's literally like... So we had our elementary teacher, Miss Jarday, teach us how to chess pass. He literally chess passed. <laughs> he missed Jarday that ball. He did every single time he, he did shot. make like eighty percent of his free throws though. Wit it was wit, right? Was wit? I thought it was. He was eleven for sixteen. I don't know what that percentage is. Eleven of oh, that's not eighty. Or was it seals? I might have been no, seals. No, no, I it think was it was wit. It was wit. It was. First off, like every time he touched the ball, if you just stood in front of him, you probably could have gotten a charge call. Oh my god, dude! It was he was ugly. so out of control. It was, and then, so that's that's John Fulkerson. Yeah, that's John Fulkerson. That's who they. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, and, that makes sense. So Everything that, makes sense now. Did Devontae Gaines get two charges? I'm trying to think. I just remember so, the one, on, the one on Mason Jones. Yes. Uh, Mason Jones, and he went flying through the paint, but. He lowered his shoulder and extended his arm, and he's mad about it. I'm like, he's going to get the – if your feet are even close to set, oh, yeah. you're getting that call every time. Yep. Also, even if your feet aren't set and you push somebody like that, you're going to get an offensive foul call. Yep. So we shut him down. He was one for ten from the field, one for five from three. He had three turnovers, only nine points. Jalen Johnson did a great job. Bowden, Pons, anybody who's – like, they switched and stuff all night. So everybody did a great job. I mean, I just remember Devontae Gaines. He was – Mason Jones was upset that Devontae Gaines was in his. Yeah. Oh, he was he was trying to get in his head. Yeah, and it was not it was not working. And last night we made shots. We did finally. We scored the basketball. Muscovy knocked down some tough shots. Um, Jordan Bowden got going a little earlier. Yes, that, that was I mean, nice. Him hitting shots early on. I know he kind of he petered out there for a minute minute in the middle of the Ooh, game. Petered. Yeah, I like that. Like Is that, that the right word? I don't, even I don't know. know. I have no idea. 
I've never uh, heard that, like, as a verb. Yeah. <laughs> Let's look it up. I don't even know if that's the right word. Petered. I might be thinking, I've, now that I hear it. Um, yes. I mean, he shot 50%. Yeah, petered out, up, yeah. A little under 50%. So but, but, I mean, he started off hot, and I know he kind of cooled down. Thankfully, um, yeah, petered out to diminish gradually and stop. Dwindle to nothing. I don't know if he dwindled to nothing, so that might not be the right usage. He but breaks some shots. He did. <laughs> but he hit early, and he got us going. And I know right. there for a minute we kind of stalled out. It was kind of some ugly basketball there for, like, from the 15-minute mark till about the 10-minute mark. Um, but then once Viscovi got going, I mean, it was like, get off the tracks, train's coming through, everybody. Because, I mean, he's going to create assists while also scoring. So when he, may, he makes everybody so much better. Yeah, so when he gets going, we were able to really. And he, he only had three three turnovers? Two or three turnovers. He had uh, three, three yeah. turnovers. Yep. Yeah, eight, and eight assists. And one was really early on. It was just a, And it was kind of when the basketball was real ugly. Um, but God, yeah. they they had that stretch. It was like the fifteen minute mark, yeah. and it was like every single time both teams were turning. It was over, going out of bounds or turnover. Some, oh, some kind God, of turnover. it was ugly. And then they got in basketball. a groove where they wanted to call a foul every time. There were the court. fifty-two fouls for each team or yeah. between the two teams. That's yeah. absurd. Yeah, that's a lot. It was it was really bad in the second half. The first half was not good, but they were also calling a majority. majority the majority on Arkansas, so I was okay. Mm-hmm. But the second half was atrocious. Yep. It was 26 apiece, too, so it was an evenly called game. So I guess if we're going to say that, they were bad both ways, so that's fair. It's all you can ask for. But, yeah, um, yeah it was not good officiating. I mean, I mean, the difference in the game was was our bench production. It was bench Mar- coming in with 10 points, six rebounds, um, two assists, Devontae Gaines doing what he did. I mean, that, that get, like if you're able to score 16 points – I was going to say, you won by 21 bench. and your bench scored 16. Right. That's your difference. Yeah. I mean, that's the past couple games. What, we've got like two or three points yep. from our bench? Like, you're not going to win many games. First of all, you're playing your starters way too much because your bench isn't producing. Right. But I also feel like, to a certain extent, Barnes hasn't done a good job of just letting those guys play through some mistakes. No. No. I mean, he. that's definitely an issue. But I think it's all. I think it also shows maybe – maybe – it's helping them develop. So like maybe it is these yeah. guys are just slower developing than some guys we've seen in the past couple of years because now Kumal's played his best game to date and Arkansas is not a bad team. Right. They're not a great team, but Kumal also doesn't just, he isn't just outsizing them. Mm-hmm. Devontae Gaines was undersized compared to who he was guarding and they, they played the best game, not even close, the best game they played all year. Yeah. So while I, I do agree, like I would like to see a little bit, maybe, you know, let them play through a mistake. Don't be so short-leashed. It also, but also you got to go out there and make things happen. You can't right. just you look at there and just look at what they're doing now. Things. It maybe right. makes me think the early season frustrations might might be. I'm not willing to say yet. You you do have you have some games you need to win for me to say it is working. Yeah, but it looks like it could be working right now. So I'm I mean, we looked like a tournament team last night. We did. I agree. Looked like a tournament team. Arkansas did not. No, I don't. I don't I Arkansas mean, had some games where they look good. I know it's not every game this year. They're not. They're one of those teams in the SEC that they're not quite bad enough to be the bottom of the pack with down there with Missouri and Vandy. But they're also just very like very middle of the pack team like us, yeah. where you really don't know what you're going to get any given night. Right. I, I mean, it was it was nice. It was very refreshing. I didn't have to worry. Like no. Wasn't worried you at usually all. have to worry every single second of the game because you never know when the game right. is not going to go your way. But this was in hand pretty much the entirety of the game. Yeah, no, it, it was definitely. And I, I don't want to hear the, oh, we didn't have Isaiah Joe. I mean, Isaiah Joe is a good basketball player, probably one of the best on their team. We're also missing our best player, yeah, Amante Turner, and maybe our second or third best player in Josiah Jordan James. And Fulgerson was sick last night. And so is East Pond. So I don't want to hear anything about yeah, y'all missing players. That's not the reason why y'all got blown out last no. night. No. Yeah, I mean, so this I'm, I'm going through Arkansas real quick. Through their season. I mean, they've beaten Indiana. They beat A&M. They lost to LSU by two. They beat Ole Miss, which I know Ole Miss is very underwhelming, but they whooped Mississippi State last night. Oh, my gosh. They played pretty close to, with Kentucky for a half. They only lost to – Mississippi State by seven. They beat TCU in the Big 12 Challenge, Big 12 SEC Challenge. They barely lost South Carolina. Uh, beat Alabama. Barely lost to Auburn. They did lose to Missouri before coming to us, so that was that was comforting. But they're not a terrible team. They're middle of the pack like us. One of the games you really needed to win to get back on track, and we're back on track. 
And now we bring South Carolina to Thompson Bowling Arena. To town. To a game, another game. Arkansas is one of them, another game you really, really need to win. Yeah, I mean, this is a must win. I think last night was a must win as well to at least give yourself a chance to make it to the tournament. It's definitely going to be an uphill battle, um, but at least you, you kind of leave it all out there. Like if, I don't know, if you win the games you should win from now on, they don't put you in the tournament, it's whatever. But at least you give yourself a chance. That's the thing is you need to win the games you, you're supposed to win, but then you also have to go win some games that you – you have to at least win one or two games you're not supposed to win. Right. You've got Auburn twice. You get Kentucky again. You get um, Florida. I'm going to look at the schedule again to remember everybody else. Is there someone else we play twice? No, we get Vanderbilt again, a game you need to win. Um, yeah, I mean, this you have a couple chances to – you have a couple chances to win a game you're not supposed to win, and then you've got several chances to win games you're supposed to win, and mm-hmm. you really – You've got to pretty much win them all. Yeah. You can't drop too many of them at least. But South Carolina, they're an up-and-down team just kind of like we are. They've blown out some people. I think they they blew out Vandy, Missouri, A&M, and they get blown out by Ole Miss. You know, they're another yeah. one of these middle-of-the-pack SEC teams right. that, you like you said, you never know what they're going to get on any given night. Yeah, here's their previous four games. So here's their, their latest. Arkansas was a win. It was at Arkansas, 79-77. Missouri was a win, 76-54. Ole Miss was a loss, 84-70. And A&M was a win, 74-54. So, you look at that Ole Miss loss by 14. And then you look at the rest of the wins, it's like playing Arkansas close. We Again, Arkansas is one of those middle-of-the-pack teams. They take care of business, though, against Missouri. And then A&M, a middle-of-the-pack team, they blow out. And a couple of days later, lose to another middle-of-the-pack team at Ole Miss. What are you? It's, it's like us. It's like we don't know what to do. And the last time we played them, it was one of the ugliest offensive games I've ever seen. Oh, yeah. So, I'm I mean, hoping, that, that was the game that Bowden went one for 17. Yeah, I'm hoping that it's not similar case. No, I, I I definitely think we shoot better. I mean, we shot 25.9% from the field and this, 19% from three. We have to shoot better. Than right, that. right. And this game's at South Carolina. I misspoke and said they're coming Thompson Boyner in. That's wrong. This game's at South Carolina. Yeah. So. I mean, they're a good defensive team just like we are. I mean, they they have a good point guard in A.J. Lawson. He's averaging uh, about what Vescovi is and Frank Martin in the last couple of games. Tough. Yeah. yeah. So. I mean, they're going to be tough. They're going to be good defensively. If you contain A.J. Lawson and you keep Kotsar from killing you on the boards, I think he had 10 rebounds against us in the last game. He is 6'11", so he's a lot bigger than the guys we saw last night. But if we're able to hold her on with him, I, I feel like we'll be – just fine. Yeah, no, I absolutely I agree. I agree. Need this win really badly. You want to give a score prediction? Oh, shoot. Okay. I'm terrible at this. I mean, obviously. <laughs> yeah, we called them pretty close. They were, I think, we had them win about like eight, though, a piece, like eight or nine a piece, didn't we? I had 64.58. Yeah, so, six. Right, yeah, six piece. Uh, yeah, I was, I think I was at six or seven a piece. Yeah. So, because, I mean, yeah, we weren't way off. Mm hmm. For basketball, at least. Way off. Um, I'll go score prediction. I think it's still going to be – because I think both teams play really tough physical defense. So, I think it's still going to be a pretty low-scoring game. I think I'm going to go – both teams are pl- shooting a little bit better now, so I'm going to improve the score a little bit. I'm going to go we do get the win. I'm going to go 67 to – let's go 61. Okay. So just a little bit more scoring. Not a whole lot. I think it's still going to be a pretty ugly offensive game. But I think more credit due to the defenses rather than how I'm going to go 71-66 Vols. So not the highest of scoring games, but better than last time. Yeah. Better than last God, time. God, anything's got to be better than last right. time. That was the worst. I mean, we won, but that was if we would have lost, that would have been the worst game of ever. Yeah. Seen. I mean, it was two teams trying to give it up the entire game. <laughs> yeah. um, before we talk about some more SEC basketball, let me tell you all about my friends at my bookie. I don't know about you, but for me, a game is 10 times more exciting when I'm putting my money on it. Sometimes I have a gut feeling about a matchup, and sometimes I'm just betting on my team because they're my team. Regardless whether you've been betting for years or you're ready to play for the first time, my bookie is your best bet this season. If you're the kind of guy who likes to bet a little to win a lot, try Parlay. If you like a couple of the big favorites this week, Parlays are perfect because they let you bet multiple games together for a much bigger payout. If you're going to bet this season, do the smart thing and go to my bookie because no one gives you more ways to win. If you really want to support your team this season, don't just sit on the sidelines. Get in the game with MyBookie.ag. If you join now, MyBookie will double your first deposit. 
Just use the promo code CHAIR to activate the offer. That's promo code C-H-A-I-R to double your cash today. Visit mybookie.ag. You play, you win, you get paid. Go check them out, guys. Bet on some of these SEC games. Yeah. Or don't. I don't really care. I do care, but I don't care at the same time. Um, last night we did we briefly talked about Missouri was up by like six, eight, something like that, with ten minutes remaining. Mm. And I I don't know. We were playing video games. I don't know if I said they're probably going to lose it. I thought that. I don't know if I said it. But I said they're going to find a way to lose this, in my head at least. Yeah. I don't know if I said it aloud. Apparently they had somebody just come in and just lot for LSU. Kentucky up. Oh, oh we're oh, talking about Kentucky. Man. Yeah, yeah. Because so Vanderbilt led a half, but I think pretty much I think Kentucky pretty much controlled the entire second half. Yeah, but Missouri was up with ten minutes left in the half and ended up losing it. They were up like eight, six or eight. I can't remember which one. Um, but yes, yeah, so Vanderbilt. I I think everybody assumed Vanderbilt would cough that game up. Eleven points was not a comfortable enough lead. No. Um. So yeah, it was. Uh, that would have been nice to see Kentucky and LSU fall on the same night. That would have been hilarious. Especially to the two worst teams in the SEC. Yeah. And then Ole Miss. What's gotten into Ole Miss and Mississippi State? I don't know. Oh. I mean, they're, they're just the middle of the pack teams. It's weird. It's just, yeah. It's, but, like, those are drastic losses. I mean, differences. I don't know. I mean, you're right. That's that's the bottom line is they're middle of the pack teams. Yeah. So, um, then tonight, South Carolina's up on Georgia right now, 38-20. to 20. Uh, they're, They at halftime. They are at halftime. And then Alabama has... Somewhat, what did you say they were down? 14. It was it was like sixteen to nothing. It's now thirty-one to twenty. So closed okay. closed it a little bit. They've got eight minutes left. That's only halfway through the first. So they've still got plenty of time. Florida and A and M tonight. Two middle of the pack teams. Don't and that's the thing. It's top three: Auburn, Kentucky, LSU. Everybody else besides Missouri now. Uh, Missouri and uh, Vanderbilt. Everybody else could. It's anybody's. Whoever wants it. It's crazy. And even with the. Just around the country, I mean, you look at the teams like San Diego State is twenty four and zero right now. They're going to be a one seed if they went out. Yeah, probably. Um, Dayton is number six in the country. That's Auburn's number eleven. They're twenty one and two, which I know they're up to like four at one point. But I feel like Seton Hall's at number ten. They're eighteen and five. Yeah, that doesn't make a lot of sense to me. No. Um. But yeah, just a weird like Penn State. They're ranked number thirteen. When has Penn State ever been good at basketball? I- could not answer that for you. Yeah, I mean, that, it's just like that West Virginia team we played last year, they weren't very good. No, they're terrible, and they're top 15 now. Yeah, they're number 14. It's it's wild. Yeah, that is weird. Wild. Why is this, has Seton Hall just played more people than Auburn and Maryland? I guess. And I was 17-7, and seven and they're ranked 21. <laughs> They've lost seven games. I mean, how many? We've lost, what, 10? Something like that. What, what is our record now? I have to look. We've lost six. So we're fourteen and ten. Games, right? Yeah, we're fourteen. And We've lost five conference, five conference games. games. So yeah, we're fourteen and ten. I mean, so, yeah, seven I mean, more wins. We, we should we should be ranked twenty one, right? <laughs> it, yeah, apparently, depending on how everybody else finishes. Right. right. Yeah. No, it's wild. Yeah, college basketball is wild. The SEC is just a microcosm of that for sure. Yep. I mean, that's the thing. If you just beat some of these teams, that'll be, you know, high up on the lit. The Auburn, the Kentucky. Be, you get you get a chance to beat Auburn. You get two chances. Kentucky, you've got to make the most. It's gonna to be tough. You're in rup. But if you make the most of those chances, you you beat the people you're supposed to beat. Maybe get a win over Florida. Florida's a little bit better than you. Size is gonna to be tough, but it's not out of the realm of possibility. Right. So you should beat Arkansas the next time you play them. Who knows? You get Vanderbilt, but who knows? Who knows? Who knows? The way Vander, Vanderbilt's picked it up lately. So they got Saban Lee. Yeah, Saban Lee has been going off. Yep. Been going Which I, apparently he did not last night. He did not. He did in the first well. half. I thought. Did he not? Did he? End I think up he had seven or something the, at, at halftime, but they kind of shut him down after yeah, that. Fell apart. Um, Tennessee baseball. Baseball Opening day is returning to Friday. the Returning to the turf. Yeah, that's weird to say. Yeah, not yeah, not the diamond. Not the diamond. I mean, yes, I mean, it's, it's still a diamond. Still a diamond but yeah, because of the uh, the I'm trying to think of the right word artificialness. The yeah, but the rarity of Turf and baseball. I'm going to say the turf. Yeah. Which there's two teams in Tennessee that have turf now. That College teams. Right. It's so. it's coming more and more common because right. you can just, money-wise, it, it just makes sense. For college teams, yeah. Yes. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, 
I'm sure you'll see teams that have big practice facilities never go to it, but right. teams that don't have the space or the money right now to do it. Because, it, it, I mean, it's just a cash cow. Like, you can have, like, during the off season, you can play so much more on it. Right. Um, you can ha- have tournaments and you can host more showcases. Yeah. yeah, stuff like that. So. Yeah. I, uh, I'm still waiting for them. I need a uh, so I know they have the porch and the patio, but those are I'm, I'm not gonna call them expensive tickets. They're not expensive, but they need a for college students or uh, young people in general. They need to do something on like the there's plenty of space in that stadium. I'm looking for like a pit, like kind of okay. like Ole Miss and Mississippi State have. Yeah, and just don't even let them bring coolers in because I think Mississippi State, I think Mississippi State allows them to like back up their trucks to out and out football. Oh, that's redneck. <laughs> right, don't they? I don't Is know. I, or maybe I, it's just bleachers. Yeah, maybe. But I know they're cheaper tickets. I'm pretty sure you can bring coolers. I need Tennessee to do something similar. Cheap beer, cheap tickets. Young people are there on the weekends. Beer is gonna beer be is going to be sale. there, but I'm it's sure great. it's still going to be twelve dollars. So. Oh yeah, it's going to be the same thing. So I'm saying just, but still, like at least like basketball games, you're there for what maybe two hours. Yeah, that's true. And you're spending fifteen bucks on a beer. Yeah. No, but this like that's like a three hour game. Three or three and a half, maybe, yeah. depending on how well the pitchers are doing. <laughs> yeah, they they start their uh, season off with Western Illinois on on Friday at four thirty. They play um, Saturday at two p.m. and then Sunday at noon, and then they're back uh, at Lindsey Nelson on Tuesday. They play Charlotte, and then they're off to Texas. Oh yeah, the the tournament, the Round Rock Classic. They have Texas Tech, Houston, and Stanford. Those are gonna be some tough. Yeah, that's that's a tough weekend. Tough teams, yeah, that'll tell that'll. I mean, it, it's early on. It you're not going to be able to write in stone what this team will be, but that's going to give you a really good idea of what this yeah. team. And I don't think I think either way that either they play good or bad, I don't think either way you could write in stone what they're going to be. It's so early on, um, and you you still got SEC play, right? Where we were picked to finish third this year, I believe fourth fourth, fourth in the East, fourth in the East, yeah. yeah. So, um, but I mean, they they have a good mix of veterans and young guys. A lot of freshmen that had a lot of experience. I look at Max Ferguson, um, Jake Rucker, Camden Sewell. They have an All-American um, in the outfield, Alex Solari. They have a dominant pitcher with Garrett Crochet. That he's if he has the season they expect him to have, then he'll be, um, you know, first or second round draft pick. Right. Um, so they have one of those guys. They have a crafty closer in Redmond Walsh, who's not going to blow anything by you, but he, he is crafty and hits his spots. Um, and then Vitello said the, the first four or five games, so probably the first four, um, I imagine they want to have something set in stone for that round rock classic with the talent that you're going to go up against, you know, there's going to be a lot of experimenting going on those first four games, mm-hmm. um, seeing what guys can produce, you know, you've seen a lot in practice, but you know, practice is so much different Yeah, in baseball. Cause there's yeah. so much like pressure and because you're you're going up there and a guy's throwing 90 right and you have all these people watching it's it's something when a pitcher's you know they might do live pitching and practice but it's it's a lot different when it, it means something and there's people watching and um, it's way it, they're they're pitching live way less than yeah than they aren't and then Vitello said in his press conference that there was a little sickness going on i think jackson rackers um who was the six seven juco pitcher that we got um, I think he has the mono. He has mono. Oh, whoa. Um, so yeah, so he's been hanging out with uh, what's his name? <laughs> Golly, oh my gosh, Jets quarterback Sam Darnold. Oh yeah, been hanging around Sam Darnold, or at least yeah. the same girl Sam Darnold. Sam so, Darnold. I mean, hopefully we'll see kind of where I expect Garrett Crochet to be the Friday starter, and then after that, you know, is it Sean Hunley, Camden Sewell? Um, could it be Drew Gilbert? Um. You know, there, there's a lot of guys you can probably throw in there. Will Heflin, Chase Wallace. Um, so we'll kind of see where those guys have developed um, in this offseason and with the Cape Cod League and things like that. So we'll see. I, I'm excited. I'm re- I really am. Baseball's here. I know it's February. But baseball's here. It's cold. Very cold. Pitchers and catches reported this Tomorrow's going to so. be cold. It's going to be like the high's like 40 degrees. Yeah. I'm sure with the storm, it's going to be gonna be real nasty. Are we getting some segments? Yeah. We haven't done a jumbo and drum. What do you want to do tonight? Um, let's well, do let's do best XFL uniforms. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, let me look up some XFL uniforms. I don't. Oh, I can just you can name them off the top of your head. Yeah, I like Dallas's. Are you gonna say Dallas? Yeah, Dal- 
Dallas, that's my that's my team. Oh, okay. Yeah, I gotta say Dallas. I, I really want one of those hats. I do want to. I do want a hat. I think. I mean, they all look very similar, but yeah, I want. So I guess I want a uh, defender's hat, but yeah, they look, they look sweet. I may need to get me a blue one. The blue ones really, look really good. So <laughs> Dallas or uh, I think St. Louis is blue. There's several blue teams. Is yep. Dallas blue? Is their primary color blue? It's like blue and black, like yeah. light blue and yeah. Black. Trying to load it. Um, the Tampa Bay Viper ones were ugly. Oh yeah, and Aaron Murray plays for them, so I'll never cheer for him whatsoever. And then the defenders and the Houston uh, Roughnecks—they look kind of similar. Don't yeah, they? yeah. Not a fan of that. Yeah, is this the Vipers? They're terrible. Ooh, the New York Guardians look good. The yeah. helmets look nice. I'm gonna go with the Guardians for my next one. Okay, those are nice. I like the Guardians too. I almost went with the Guardians as my favorite team because those are sweet. I'm a big Marvel like, fan, so like Guardians those. of the Galaxy. Like yeah, that's... those. I'm loving the Guardian logo. Yeah, it looks good. Um, I like the Dragons. You like the Dragons? Yeah, I'm a I'm a fan. I like I the helmet. That's the the Dragons, not the Vipers. I don't know, man. I don't know about it. I, I like the helmet. Maybe not as maybe not the uniform as much, right. but I do like the helmet. I'm not hate. I don't hate the Vipers uniform. I'm not a fan of the Vipers, but yeah, because Aaron Murray. Those don't. Those don't look that bad. Um, I I like the, I like the Roughnecks, the Oiler logo on the Roughnecks. Um, and I like the star on it. I think I'll go the Roughnecks as my third. Okay, they look good. I'll, I'll probably go Guardians, but I'm gonna go something different than you picked. I'm gonna go um the Battlehawks, St. Louis, St. Louis Battlehawks. They they look good. They almost look like uh, who do they look like? They remind me of somebody. I can't remember who. I think it might have been like a created NCAA team that I was yeah. like, kind of looks like them. I'm digging. I mentioned on the last show the Renegades are the Vestal Gunslingers logo. I'm about to pull up NCAA 14 to show that off. Yeah, the Vestal Gunslingers look good. It's all so good. if there was a Knoxville team, what would their name be? Did you see my explana- explanation? What was yours? So I said the Knoxville Boom because I made them in NCAA. The Boom. Knoxville Boom, yeah. B-O-M. B-O-M. Boom. Because, like, yeah. Because Here Comes the Boom was my favorite song at that point. Um, really? Yeah. yeah. How old were you? Big Nelly fan. Um, I don't know. <laughs> Sounds like you were I don't really want to disclose how old I was. <laughs> um, I'm pretty sure like the it was, movie? I think I had a MySpace at this point. Okay. And I, I'm not so sure. I think it was NCAA. I also created them on... Um, Blitz the league. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. But you could also do a shout out to Boomsday. RP. <laughs> I'm so glad it's gone. What? I hated that thing. Oh my gosh, it's it's kind of anything free in Knoxville is just a. I mean, it's, it's a crapshoot, but it was fun. You had a great time. I had an alright time. You had, a but great at the time. end of the day, you're like, why did I go to that? If it rained, you're like it rained every time. Let's be clear about that. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> I can't remember Boomsday where it didn't rain. One of mine and Raven's first date was the Boomsday. Boomsday. So forget you, man. Not a big Boomsday guy. <laughs> you're a big Boom the, guy. One of the main reasons is why, like this, one of the same reasons why I'm not a big spring game guy. But you go. The, the people it brings out, man. But you go. I don't know. I I didn't go to Boomsday always. No, oh, I went every year. I didn't always go. There's always the Viking. The what? The Viking. Did you not know about the Viking? I guess I can take the victory cap off <laughs> since we already won. Just throw it on the floor? Um, I didn't mean to. <laughs> the Viking. I don't know about the Viking. So I've, I've got a picture with him like two or three times because I always ran into the same guy. He, he had a dressed, Viking hat on. Just dressed up as a Viking? Oh, just yeah, a hat. and a long beard. Okay, so he dressed up as a Viking. Yeah, he was the Viking. I'm trying to think the what, Viking. A, what a good Knoxville name would be. I don't know. I'll have to think about that. Yeah, I don't know. I, I couldn't really think of... Like Being the, too, like, na- like, native to Knoxville. I mean, what I want to say is just, like, bring out the Smoky Gray helmets and... Just, yeah, be the be the Smoky Berries. Run, roll with the Tennessee Smokies, man. Uh, yeah, it's already taken. Yeah, I mean, it's a baseball team, so... Uh, well, what will they be when they move back to Knoxville in 2022? Or 2023, I guess. I don't know. You think they're going to keep the Smoky Berries, or you think they're going to... You already got the Ice Berries. What if they did, like... They like used we, to be the Tennessee the, the Valley, the Valley Cats, the Valley Cats. That sounds dirty. It, um, it sounds like a XFL team, right? 
it got Valley Cats. Yeah, it, it, definitely more XFL than baseball. Yeah, they used to be the Tennessee Blue Jays. I assume they were affiliated with the Toronto or yeah, whoever Toronto were. was then. They were, but I don't like that name. No, was sucks. it the Knoxville Blue Jays or the Tennessee Blue? Jays? I think it was the Knoxville Blue Jays. Yeah, I think it was. Yeah, I'm not a big fan of that name. I hope that I hope it happens. Uh, Randy Boyd, bring him home. I, I mean, just it. just bring. I need a downtown team. Be the that. balls. Yeah, <laughs> just the it. balls. And we're gonna yeah do it. Definitely. He can. They can do the V A W L S. Maybe we'll get like a big like. Because they did try to do that tournament up at Smoky Stadium one year. Yeah. Maybe if we have a, if you have a uh, another stadium in Knoxville, maybe they'll get some big, big college tournaments like similar to, they've got the um, what was it the is it the Round Rock, is that what it is? Yeah. Round Rock Classic, and then I don't remember what the the Emerald Classic I think we played in last Whoa. year. Is that what it was? Whoa. Oh, that Emerald. <laughs> yeah. Wrong Emerald. Was it the Emerald? Co- Emerald Coast Class. That's the ba- ba- the basketball tournament. Yeah. What did we? What was baseball playing last year? I don't remember. Pull it was something in Florida. Yeah, yeah. That's. I thought it was something similar. Maybe I'm just thinking of basketball. And Florida that's Golf. Coast I'll pull it up. Classic. I don't know. The the Cox Diamond Invitational. Oh. Isn't Cox? Diamond? But it was at North it, Florida, right? Yeah. Isn't okay. that a Knoxville? Not a Knoxville organization. The Diamond. So it was it was the Simcox. It's, that's the but diamond. It's, it's diamond, yes. But I, I, don't think it, I don't think it's the same diamond, no. But it's coincidentally named Cox Diamond? But it was Simcox. Right. Larry Simcox. That's pretty similar but to yeah, Simcox Diamond. I, I feel <laughs> like, you, but it's not, it's not the same. I mean, I assume because it's in Florida, but I'm also trying to piece it together. I'm very confused. <laughs> coincidental. It must be coincidental. <laughs> I'm very confused now. Stupidity's an epidemic. Stupidity. Um... I think I have a couple. What do you think about, speaking of stupidity, I don't know if it's necessarily stupid, what do you think about the uh, rule changes to baseball? Well, the okay, let's just talk about, there's several that were released today. I want to ask you about what do you think about the playoff. It's not official, but the commissioner, I think, I don't know if he officially proposed it or just mentioned the idea. I don't think I saw that. So what? I think so. I, I can't remember what they're going to expand it to. Eight teams maybe? What is it right now? Six teams? Five. Five teams? Yes. Five per... Per thing, so ten total. So, so ten. What were they going to expand it to? So they play a... So I guess it's six teams. They play a playoff. No, the that doesn't make sense. It's card. five teams. Shoot, no. I can pull it up. Yes, five teams. One gets eliminated at the playoff. Then it's four. So ten teams total make the playoffs. Okay, so now they're... They're saying they want to go to seven teams per division or per league, so fourteen total. Oh wow! And then the highest seeds pick who they play. That's dumb. Yeah, I I, don't, like I don't get the idea of it. Surely that will never pass. That's so dumb. So the division winner with this, the division winner with the second best record in the league, would then get the first pick of its opponent from these lower three wild card games. That's so dumb. Yeah, I think it's dumb too. I was just curious if you maybe liked it. I mean, it's weird. No, Some people I don't are like, like that at all. Or do you like the ex- expansion? Some people like the expansion. A lot of people don't. I don't see the point of expanding. I, I mean, like that's that's a lot. More, like if they were to go to twelve instead of ten, ten, they're going from ten to which I guess they instead of 10 I guess to they couldn't do that. They, they could. Didn't. You just wouldn't have a buy. Yeah, that's dumb. I feel like I just like keep it. it at ten. Like. Yeah, uh, I kind of like it the way it is because I, f- I feel like baseball's missing a lot. I don't think baseball's missing more teams in the postseason. Like I don't think that's a problem. Just that. more games. Like <laughs> exactly. Yeah, if you're gonna make it seven, if you're gonna make it seven teams, then, then shorten the season. It's got to be like a hundred game season. Yeah, or less. Yeah, it's crazy. I also don't like that the um, the championship round is just five games, right? Wait, what? The, the like the the division the division and championship are just five right or yes. is the championship seven the the World Series is, is seven, seven. Yes. everything else is five yes. see I feel like the championship needs to be seven too yeah like I'm okay I with don't the, disagree with that I'm okay with the division being five that makes sense I think hockey's that way and then I think the conference Actually, finals are seven. it might be seven are they seven I can't remember maybe the championship is seven the championship no, is, the championship is seven okay that's where right now the championship is seven so that's how it should be and I don't have a problem with the division rounds being and the wild card being five the yeah. wild is the wild card playing the, yeah, it's Wild one, game. one game. Yeah. yeah, one game. Maybe take that to three. Let's do that. Let's cut the season in half almost. 100 games. It's 140 games. Mm-hmm. Cut it down to 100. 
keep the same teams. Wild card three games, three, five, seven, seven. I'll fix baseball for you. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> no, I think there's a lot of things, though, that could make baseball more enjoyable. I do not think adding teams to the postseason would necessarily do that. Yeah. I'm not saying it's like the worst thing to add. That playoff format, though, I agree is stupid. Yeah, I don't really have a, that's a lot of teams. Yeah, I don't have a really hard opinion about. That's that's almost half the teams. There's only like yeah. th- there's only 30 teams. Yeah. Right? I don't have a hard opinion about the the amount of teams. I do not think they sh- should be picking their opponents, though. No, that's dumb. Yeah. I think there's 30. It's Yeah, no, it, it's something like that. It's, it's yeah, there is thirty. So yeah. yeah, almost half the teams go to the playoffs. No, that's so dumb. What's for, the point in the season for everything the NFL has wrong? I think the NFL has probably one of the better playoff formats. Right. So it also helps that the NFL has the NFL ever had, and I know it's very cyclical for the NBA, but has the NFL ever been as out of balance as the NBA? As far as like, like you know, the West team's going to win it at oh, this point. No, I don't think so. Yeah, I mean. Like the, the this, last couple this years. year, the NFC is obviously better than the AFC, but you didn't necessarily think the AFC couldn't beat any of those right. NFC teams. Whereas, like you know, this year and even like when LeBron was in Cleveland the last time around, you're you know he was going to make it to the finals, and you, and you pretty much figured they were probably going to lose because they were going to be outmanned, right? So it's like it was super out of balance. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he was going to make it there first off. Yeah, he was going to win the East, or they sorry they were going to win the East. So we want to be real, you know, fake about it, <laughs> but. Um. Yeah, I just, I mean, I'm just trying to remember another league, and I don't watch enough NHL to know. I don't recall, again, I don't watch enough baseball to know, but I watch more than I do NHL, especially playoff baseball. I don't recall a time where you're just like, whoever wins the ALCS is going to win the World yeah. Series. Like, I don't recall a time like that. So, No. I mean, it's, I mean, there's a lot of people that say, like, oh, this team's going to win. But that, yeah, that's. But it's not like basketball just seems like it's more of like an individual can take over a game, whereas, you know, football and, and right. baseball are very difficult for one person just to take over the entire game. But I mean, game. but even that, it's like the the teams in the West have had just so so much better teams. And I, and I realize the super team in Cle or in uh, Golden State didn't help with that, but at the same time, while that was happening, you had Kawhi in uh San Antonio you had OKC was still pretty good. Houston was pretty good. Um, the Clippers weren't atrocious there for a minute. Uh, and then Golden State, obviously. I mean, they were just – it just felt like the West had so many teams. You're right. That, like, whoever made it was going to probably be better than the East. Yeah, and like, it's, it's still like that. Yeah, they're going to – yeah, exactly. Like, they're going to play their toughest opponent in the playoffs at some point in the – either in the Western Conference Final or in the semifinal. The like, Lakers just took the place of the Warriors. Yeah. <laughs> but, it, yeah. yeah, it's pretty much the same thing. Right. It's it's just it's wild to me. So um, I guess the East did Toronto's in the East. I guess they did win last year. So <laughs> yeah, somehow. Um, my first one is Mel Tucker. He said, "While I'm flattered to be considered for the head coaching job at Michigan State, I am committed to Colorado for the build of our program. It's great athletes, coaches, and supporters. Unfinished business. Go Bucks. We are relentless culture. Hashtag the build." Um, he tweeted that February 8th, and so yesterday, or I guess last night, or this morning? I, I think like midnight, Like they were like, yep, he's going. It's so official. Whatever yeah. you want to decide. First of all, it's stupid. Why do you release that kind of news at 1.30 a.m.? Yeah. Second of all, how do you how do you like tweet that and then just bounce? See, that's my thing. Everyone's like, I don't know why you have a problem with Mel Tucker. Like, you would have done the same for your job. You're absolutely right. But I also wouldn't go on Twitter and be like, I'm not going. Right. People are like, circumstances change. And it's like, did he not think? I mean, that's his, he's in the wrong for not thinking circumstances would change. Yeah, and there was a guy that said, like, he's a con man. And, you know, he recruited his grandson and stuff like that. Oh, that dude. I was like, are you serious, bro? Shut up. Well, okay, I'll, I'll just read this off. Drew Pearson, he says, Mel Tucker is a con man. He recruited my grandson to go to Colorado, said he wasn't going anywhere, then ups and leaves. Sat there and lied to my face. He wasn't going anywhere. So I wanted to beat him up today on social media. What else can I do? Um, beat him up on social media. I, I mean, I guess I get what he's trying to say, but yeah, it's kind of weird. I mean, it's a lot of money, right. but yeah, like I, I'm with, I'm with him as far as like, I would go too. I just wouldn't tweet out the day if I tweet out the day before I'm not going. Right. I'm probably I I I can't. You can't. I can't yeah. Go. You got to be a man of your word. Yeah. Nah, it was a bad look. 
I don't have any stupidities unless I want to use that. I'll use Mel Tucker with you because I, I'm with everybody or with anybody who said you would you would do the same. I would do the same if I hadn't tweeted that out. Like I tweeted that out. I probably told my team that at a workout. At that point, you can't go. Yeah. Like if you, it doesn't matter the amount of money. You can't do that to it. No. You can't. You can't stand up in front of a team and lie to them. In terms of if and if he like, I agree a, with someone is who that said a shot at Lane. Yeah. <laughs> if you if you're like recruiting a guy. A month before all that happened, that's so different. You yeah. didn't know circumstances change. Circumstances aren't really changing in terms of money because you knew the money. If Michigan State comes in, they probably offered you. What's he making? Two point. He was making two point three at Colorado. Yeah. They probably offered him three. That's still more money. And then they come and offer you five and a half. Circumstances didn't really change. You just you have a number like everybody, but I guess some people are more. Yeah, loyal. you you acted like in the tweet that it wasn't a, like. The money wasn't the issue. Right. You just wanted to stay at Colorado. But it's obviously money wasn't. You know, right. Yeah. Money, you had a number. They just hadn't called it yet. Right. You, they hadn't called it yet. Yep. But yeah. You got to be a man of your word at some point. Yep. But I don't, I don't know. That's all I've got. Um, thank you all for listening. Not, is that all you got? That's all I got. Thank you all for listening. Um, you can listen to us on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play. Uh, where there's a podcast, you can listen to us tomorrow. Obviously, you can replay this Periscope at any time. We're also on Facebook Live. Um, I feel like going over to Facebook and watching and listening to us. Thank you all so much for listening. We really appreciate it. Bite the arm. Bite that arm. And we're bringing the boat in and we out.